Can I Steal You for a Second, a Bachelor Nation podcast, hosted by Ashley Young, Shay Corrigan, and Natalie Zamora. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast. I'm Ashley Young here with Natalie Zamora, and we are so excited to (laughs) finally talk about Matt James. He is our newest bachelor. He's the first black bachelor. We are so overdue for that. And we have a wonderful Mm -hmm. cast of women. You know, that two hours, I'm very quick to talk about (laughs) how long two hours can be with commercials. Mm -hmm. Um, As a cable cutter, I'm always streaming. But last night was two hours of TV that I really enjoyed and had me excited for this new season. Natalie, are you with me? Are we all in on that, James? We used to have Shay on the podcast. She would say, I'm all in, but she hated it. There was no middle ground with that girl. Yeah. all in? I'm definitely all in. I was definitely a fan before before last night, just from, you know, Instagram, him being Tyler Cameron's best friend. Like, they're adorable. And I think he really came through. I saw everybody on my timeline just being like, Matt James is so, like, pure, such a nice guy, so handsome. Of course he's handsome, but I think – It was good to see, you know, he works with kids, he's close with his mom. I think it was a really cute introduction, and I think throughout the episode, he was just so adorable and so nervous, which I felt was so good to see. It's so funny to point out the nerves, because if you saw him on the street, you're like, he's tall, he's very attractive, like, you have no reason to be nervous. And I was blown away by how awkward he was during, like, the limo entrances. He's fidgeting with his hands, he's kind of, like, stammering a little bit. And I just think it humanized the situation. Like, hot people get nervous, too. And I really enjoyed seeing, like, that soft, sensitive, you know, you mentioned Tyler Cameron. Like, we see them flaunting all over Instagram together and TikTok with their shirts off. And I was really pleased and, like, kind of taken aback with how, like, gentle he was. and Like, almost soft-spoken. Yeah, I agree. And I think it might be maybe because he wasn't on The Bachelorette, like he's not jaded, you know, like he's so just naive and new to it all. Like maybe they should just start bringing on complete randoms because it's working so far and like he might get his heart broken freaking terribly. But I think, you know, he didn't seem like someone that has been around the franchise a million times. I love it. It feels more sincere. They don't know how to work the cameras. They don't really know how the producers work. It's more of a level, like, playing field. Mm -hmm. They don't have a leg up from all of the women in the house. So I was really charmed. And I think, you know, watching last season of The Bachelorette, we kind of, uh, you know, fell into this rabbit hole of complaining about how played out quarantine was. And they kept bringing it up. And truthfully, I anticipated that last night. And it was really nice that they didn't really talk about it. Mm -hmm. they didn't really make him being the first black bachelor like a thing or his identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess let's start with that because it is kind of like the elephant in the room. There, there's so much history and it's like, you know, great on the bachelor for finally, you know, bringing some diversity, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of sucks for Matt that he can't just be the bachelor. He has this pressure and yeah. he did talk to Chris Harrison about that. Um, and I personally really liked that it was a one-on-one conversation that he dictated and not, you know, a producer edit 
as part of his like kind of identity. We learned about his charity work and mm-hmm. you know his family life, but it wasn't his like I, don't know, I really liked that one-on-one conversation. Yeah, me too. It felt really genuine. And I think like last season, how we talked about they're having these real and serious conversations that you would have in real life if you weren't on the show. So I think it was important. Like it sounded like obviously, I don't know Matt personally, but it sounded like something he would just say to someone he trusted, you know, like, these are my worries. I feel pressured. So it felt it felt like nice to have. Um, You can't just completely ignore the fact that he's the first black bachelor. And also, I'm glad that they didn't make it like, ABC, we're doing something right, you know, like, praise us. So I think it was a good, you know, middle ground um, to introduce that. And yeah, it's it's about time. Like, there's been so many black fan favorites from The Bachelorette and The Bachelor that should have became the lead, and they haven't. Um, Mike Johnson. But hello, yeah, among many others. So yeah, it's about time. And I think that they handled it well last night. I loved it. I was really impressed. Um, and But something, of course, as we all scroll TikTok before bed, or maybe that's just me <laughs> for hours on end, um, you know, something that did come up, I think people are also still frustrated with body diversity and, you know, having mm-hmm. the same body type on the show. And I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of just that, but it definitely kind of made me think. I know I watched this show as an In My Sweatpants, you know, feasting, and you see these beautiful bodies but it's not real life yeah and in the same way that I really appreciated Matt James's like sincerity and how he hasn't been on the show before I would love to continue down this path of you know more diversity beyond just you know oh we have a black bachelor like there's so many mm-hmm. types of diversity we have one of the contestants this season who's deaf um you know mm-hmm. there's all different types of people and the more we can put them on the screen I would buy into this I'm already, you know, loyal to the franchise, but I would be all in. Like, they would have to move forward. So it's just something I see mm-hmm. on my timeline. Um, but let's talk about limos, because that's really <laughs> – episode one is the best episode, obviously. And um, did you have any, like, early favorites coming out of the limo? I I mean, I, more so, like <laughs> – I just loved Matt's reaction to all of them. I will just say, like, we talked about how he was nervous, but the fact that, like, he seemed so awkward and was giving, like, one-word answers that kind of made him sound like a jerk, but then, like, in the narration, whatever, he was like, oh, like, I just, everything I thought I was going to say, I couldn't say. And I'm like, oh, you're legitimately just so nervous that you can't speak. I'm like, relatable. That happens to me all the time. So I thought that was adorable. That was the highlight of the limos for sure. But in terms of favorites, I think there were a few that were really cute. I think Serena P was the one that was super short and she came out with like the step stool and was like, all right, I just like need that. Like, I think that was really cute because he's six foot five. So all of them are tiny compared to him. Um, So I thought that one was really cute. It's so funny because 6'5 is obviously very like much taller than the average man yeah and you see them coming out of the limo with these gowns and you know like crazy four or five inch heels yeah and they still are not even like up to his chin and I'm thinking that the whole time like oh my god this man is so 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 tall um and you know he was nervous he kind of just was like awkwardly like watched them walk away up the stairs <laughs> we had a couple people take a spill they fell um there was one girl that brought um I think her name was Alana maybe she brought like the spaghetti and they did yeah. like a little the moment um you know we had uh, another contestant uh rolled up Kylie 
she came in like no clothes. She just had her robe on. Yes. And she had to pick her dress. And I am always conflicted of, you know, this very likely situation that I have to pick my entrance. <laughs> but I, I'm always like, what would I do? Like, but it's good TV. I really mm-hmm. appreciate these like crazy outlandish, you know, entrances that these women make. Because first of all, that's ballsy. Good for you. Mm-hmm. But it's so entertaining. And I love when they take the risks. I enjoy it. It doesn't need to be realistic. Like I love the chaos. <laughs> yeah. And I agree. And anytime I'm watching the show, I'm just like, oh, what would my entrance be? Like, you know, I got to plan it. Um, and I, I have no idea. Like, I'm sure I would plan something like kind of cute and then get there and just be like, hi, I'm Natalie and like run away because I, I can't. Um, that would be me in the corner. <laughs> like just being like, thank you so much for this opportunity. And like run inside for all the alcohol in the world. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just on night one, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would be talking about me on their podcast. She was so boring. <laughs> was she? Was she even there? Uh, but I think the one that everyone was talking about is um, there's two that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start with uh, Katie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> infamously, they tease this right off the top. Uh, let's just get to the point. She brought a vibrator for her um, entrance. And she brought it as a gift for Matt, and he is laughing. And I just have to say, I can't believe that they had to blur that out of the show. There's a giant <laughs> like, black box over it, and I'm not over that. Like, it was so funny to me that the rest of the episode, you see, like, hands waving, and there's just, like, a big black box, like, blurring it out. And it was, like, the running joke of, um, you know, the first episode. But I could not believe she did that. So absolutely the boldest entrance I've ever seen I know and I was like okay so I read spoilers yesterday ahead of the episode and I didn't get that much but reality Steve shared Katie's TikTok and apparently she's like TikTok famous because she makes videos with her vibrator so I had already been familiar with her and her whole thing so I was like all right I know exactly who that girl is um yeah that was ballsy and hilarious and also I, yeah, I'm just confused why ABC was like, sure, do it, but we're just going to black box it. So I don't know. That, that was something. That was definitely a major part of the episode because it just kept getting brought up. It kept getting brought up. <laughs> it started a little drama later yeah. in the house, which we can talk about. But the other entrance is obviously uh, Queen Victoria, who also continued to show face the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, the naive person that I am, as I'm like shuffling through all the bios, I was like, oh, that's dope. She's a queen. Like, cool. You know, and she's kind of at the end of all the bios. So yeah. By the time I got to her, I was like, interesting, queen. I didn't think twice about it. And she gets out of the limo. And I'm like, you idiot. Like, obviously, she's <laughs> not a queen. Like, it's a gimmick. You know better. You know they have fake job titles. Um, and I just, she annoyed me. I was going to say it. I yeah. love a good shtick. I love a wacky entrance. Mm-hmm. But it just gives you, like, drunkest girl at the party, whining, mm-hmm. annoying, who invited you energy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So far, at least in episode one, she has no redeeming factors for me. Like, she seemed like just the most annoying girl that just always wants attention and is not interesting or fun to hang out with. So sorry, that was a complete like slam against Victoria, but I'm not feeling her. Well, yes, I get in the house. She's like going around to everyone being like, have you talked to him yet? You should really go talk to him. Oh, you work in marketing? Go market yourself. (laughs) No one asked you for your advice, Victoria. Yeah. She, you know, was calling, uh, I think she called Kit um, Princess 
Mm-hmm. Like, hey, princess, the queen is here. And it's, like, <laughs> up there with being called, you know, honey or sweetheart. Uh, like, you just don't call other women. That is so demeaning. Uh, I couldn't get over her walking around in that tiara all night. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. She, it really seemed like she's watched the show all these years and was like, all right, I know exactly how to become the villain night one because I want screen time and I want to be on Paradise. Like, there's no way that's not her plan because that was just over the top and annoying. It was ridiculous. So, whatever. You do your thing. And obviously worked because, spoiler alert, she got a rose at the end of the night. Why? That made no sense. There's no way that Matt wanted her there. Like, it had to be producers. Yeah, especially because he seems like such a down-to-earth, chill individual, someone that wreaks havoc. It just screams producer move, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was too much. (laughs) It was too much. Um, But the other thing we were talking about right before we started recording, um, you know, obviously social media is an echo chamber of who you follow. So I'm always curious if other people's (laughs) timelines echo the chaos online. And a moment in the show that I didn't really think twice about, um, but my timeline seemed to have a lot of strong feelings both directions, is the prayer. So after all the limo entrances, Matt gathers everyone, like says, hey, thank you for being here. And he leads a prayer. And, you know, a lot, some of the women were like, that was beautiful. Someone was crying. Um, and I was kind of like, all right, whatever. That's not my, my thing. Yeah. But I'm not really like phased, whatever. And my timeline was getting heated. Like, we had people being like, this is so beautiful, like, a man of God. Good for you for showing that on TV. And then we had other people like, how dare you force religion onto people when you don't know them? And I guess it opened my eyes to how strongly people feel about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, was your timeline as worked up as mine? Yeah, completely. And I'm the type of person that always just on the commercials goes to the hashtag the bachelor. So I was looking through all of that and it was like completely divided. Like you said, so many people being like, Oh, he's so genuine. You know, he, you know, wanted to say a prayer. And then other people were like, it's messed up to like force people to pray, whatever. And I'm like you, like, I, if I was there, I wouldn't be praying, but I also wouldn't be like, this is freaking weird. Like, we know what The Bachelor is. ABC is very, like, pure and, like, pretty much, like, the show is religious, kind of. Like, last season, Tasha broke up with Ivan because he wasn't religious enough. Like, this is kind of something we know going into it. So, even though I'm not a religious person, it didn't really, like, mean much to me. So... It was interesting. And then I also saw, like, people defending Matt and saying, like, well, if you're not religious and you were there, at least you know right off the bat that he's super religious. So if that's, like, a deal breaker, then you know. Which I was like, yeah, that's that's true, you know? Like, I, I am indifferent about it, basically. <laughs> I did not think it needed that much outrage. I was shocked, yeah. And, like, I, I don't know. I just think in my lifetime, you know, whether when you're 12 years old and you're going to, like, your friend's bar mitzvah, I'm not Jewish, but I, like, yeah. go to the ceremony and, like, bowed my head. Or you go to weddings. or there's all, I don't know. I just think religion is so deeply rooted in so many people's lives mm-hmm. that, you know, like you said, going back to Tasha and Ivan left, it caught everyone by surprise very late in the season. So, yeah. you know, I'm with you that if that's important to him, I almost – think that kind of putting it out in the open very uh candidly and very much off the bat is important because 
if some of the people that were outraged on my timeline were in that house, then, you know, you know, to pack your bags and maybe this isn't for you. So I was just shocked. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I have strong opinions about some things and other things. I'm just like, you know, is this worth my energy of getting, you know, worked up over? Yeah. Um, I see both sides for sure. But it was like, oh my God, this is what we're taking away. Like, no one had an ugly dress. No one had a weird entrance. Like, it was this prayer circle just. And then you have people, you know, talking about prayer, which I guess is supposed to be, you know, like spiritual and good. Mm-hmm. And they're like attacking each other <laughs> in mentions. And it's like the irony is too much. But I'm living for the drama on Twitter right now. It was really entertaining. Yeah, I agree. And it was also just super ironic, too, because then Matt, like, stops mid-prayer and is like, sorry, I got distracted by the vibrator just sitting right there on the table. And that becomes, you know, Katie's thing throughout the whole entire episode, which I thought, I'm sure producers were like, just bring it around with you, make it be your thing. And she was like, okay, cool, like something that's going to set me apart. But it got really annoying. Yeah, it's like the person that tells the same joke. Like, it was funny the yeah. first time, the second time, haha, the callback. Maybe a third time, not usually. But it's like, all right, we need new material out of you. Uh, there was some drama with it, though, when yeah. um, she, I forget her name, but she's from Puerto Rico, and she was talking to Matt about, he asked her if her family was okay after the hurricane. And obviously, that's a really sensitive and traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And our good pal Katie comes out of the woodwork and taps her on the shoulder with the vibrator. Uh, obviously, Katie doesn't know what they're discussing. She doesn't know if they're, you know, being goofy or talking about life trauma. And I understand, like, haha, do you mind if I steal you for a second? Outside, it looks fine, but knowing the, like, yeah. Oh my god, I was like, no, 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 like, wait 30 more seconds, like, let them work out this hurricane conversation, and then we can come back to you interrupting. Um, But it kind of, it didn't play out well for her at all. Yeah, that was like perfect television. Like, I almost wonder if like the producers were watching the conversation get serious, and they were like, all right, go in, go in, go in, because that was, yeah, that was too perfect. Like, it couldn't have been a more awkward, like, time for her to come in. It was just a lot. And then I was, I mean, I'm sure Matt was, like, completely just so awkward and didn't know what to do. But I feel like he should have been like, oh, I'll come get you in a few minutes or something like that. But, of course, he's new to the game. He doesn't know. And he's like, all right, see you later. Like, I'm like, all right, I guess your conversation with her that was very serious and, like, heartfelt is ending. But we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. Again, another instance of, I think, him not having that experience. Yeah. The producers. You know, there was the infamous scene last season when um, Claire was upset that no one, she's like, you're all just going to sit here and not take me outside. <laughs> and obviously everyone's like, uh, like, how does filming work? Are we allowed yeah. to take you outside? I wonder if this season will have more of those moments because everyone is just so fresh and new to like this production life. Yeah, probably. That's a good point. Yeah, already I feel like everyone is so awkward and is like, I'm so nervous. And it's like, all right, you're only going to get more nervous as it gets more serious. But yeah, that's a really good point. I think maybe then things will be more like honest too, because everyone doesn't know what's going on. No, we're like, we're all in the same boat. Like, yeah. we're all nervous. Pick something more interesting. To me, talking about how nervous you are night one is like talking about the weather. Yeah. We all know it's cold outside. Why do we all feel the need to talk about how cold it is? Like, I live in Chicago. 
every winter it's freezing and it sucks. <laughs> like stop talking about it. We all know you're nervous that night, but I think a yeah. lot of the women appreciated Matt saying it because it made them feel more, I guess, you know, less intimidated, mm-hmm. but like ladies, come on, anything. You have like 20 plus years of life experience to talk about something weird or quirky. Yeah. You know, let's let's leave the nerves out of this. Yeah. I would definitely like, this is also something I think about like, oh, what would I say on my first one-on-one? I would need to like legit script something out because I would be so nervous that like I would forget my name. I would just be like, all right, this is the story I need to tell because I wrote it down like in my notebook before I came here. I would have been, yeah, I would need to script something out. (laughs) I'm the same way. I'm such a hater. I, you know, it's so easy. Like I said, from your couch, you'd be like, I would never do that. Or I, would do that. I know I would play it safe. And I'd be like, hi. Oh my gosh. I'm so nervous. Thank yeah. You so much. I hope we get to know each other. Like I'll see you inside. I cut it from the first episode. It would be so boring. Yeah. That would be me for sure. I was like, uh, yeah, no, I was, I don't know. I'm a hater, but again, that's the privilege of watching the show from your couch. You get to yeah. say these things. You get to talk about it with your friends and, you know, critique everyone's entrance. Yep. And I will say that the upgrade from last season where they were staying to where they are for this season, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. It makes zero sense. Like, the only thing I can think of is that they had more time to plan or something. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe for Claire's season or for Tasha's season, they were – trying to still do it at the mansion for as long as possible and then last minute we're like all right no this is the only way we can film and then for Matt's season they were like all right we know we can't do x y and z so let's just go as big as we can somewhere else because that place is huge I had to google it and it has like two full golf courses it sounds like the biggest place in the world and it looks amazing well, on that note, um, I think I need to go Google it and <laughs> look up the details of their stay. Yeah. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk more about Matt James's debut as The Bachelor. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's keep talking about Matt James, because he's obviously charming. We know a little bit about him as, uh, you know, we see him from Tyler C's, social media. So we have some background on him, mm-hmm. you know, but... I keep circling back to how does The Bachelor stay fresh? How does it stay new? Because it, it gets a little tired, the same thing year in, year out. So, of course, as I'm watching, we just talked about, you know, the new set and how much nicer it is from, you know, Tasha and Claire season. I almost love the idea of a traveling, like, Bachelor setup. I know, yeah. obviously, they have destinations that they travel to. But in the way that, like, Survivor has a new island <laughs> every season – like, I love the idea of them, you know, they get to show off the new mansion, the new digs. I love the fact that they're staying in a hotel and not these, you know, bunk beds that we've heard horror stories about mm-hmm. from past contestants. I just like they really were forced to elevate their game, and I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that would be so fun if they did a different um, location every season, even if it was like a different country, like a totally different thing. But then I guess it would just be terrible to fly out 32 women and then, you know, a handful of them have to go home night one. But at least you get a free trip, you get to travel, you know, I don't think anyone would be complaining. So they, they should think about it. I'm all in. I've also, you know, the past couple of months been binging like the original America's Next Top Model. Oh yeah, um, it's on Hulu. It's a train, uh, absolute train wreck. Like, 
what was produced then would not fly today. Yeah. Um, but it's so interesting because when I think of reality TV, obviously I think of, you know, The Bachelor or Survivor where they're so far removed or Big Brother. They don't mm-hmm. have their phones. Like they're just not immersed in society. And these early episodes of Top Model, we have, you know, all these women in a house, but they're just like free to like go around New York City. Like they go to dinner. And I think it creates so much more drama because they're able to like go out and just have a little more independence. Yeah. Um, I know in the past we've talked to like, you know, casting directors and they explain, you know, it's strategic. You put people in a house that aren't going to dwell and do well in a house with no cell phones. Mm -hmm. But I almost wish they had the freedom to like go explore and like go to the club and like get jealous of each other. I don't know. I want to like spice it up a little bit. I think it's time. Yeah. Even if they could do that for like paradise where it's not so much like, all right, one lead is trying to find their true person. Like paradise is more of like a free for all. Let's just have Mm -hmm. fun. And if people fall in love, good for them type of thing. Like you don't really need to get engaged at the end. So maybe for paradise, they could do something like that. I could just see it turning out to be like a Jersey Shore situation, like when they went to Italy. Yes. (laughs) That that would be paradise. (laughs) I think that's why I enjoy paradise a little more, um, you know, than the traditional bachelor setup, because it just, there's more storylines for me to get involved in. And I don't think the drama is as played out as, you know, we've seen like Champagne Gate or whatever. Mm So, but it seems like Matt, you know, last season with Tasha, we really enjoyed I think her cast of men and her relationship with them and she had a really strong you know final four these women seem nice off the bat like I don't have any weird vibes like everyone seems like a good time like a nice group of women yeah I agree I was like at the end of the episode I was trying to think of like all right who should I follow on Instagram now like which ones did I like enough and I was like there's actually like five or so that I really liked so far. Obviously, it's episode one, so they're showing their best selves and the truth might come out. But there are a handful that I really, really liked, especially I think a front runner right now is Abigail, who got the first impression rose. And I think her connection with Matt seems so adorable so far. Like their conversation, they were both just staring at each other with like smiles and they just had like the heart eye emojis. And I was really into it right off the bat. I also am with you where you're like, okay, who am I investing? <laughs> yeah. Who am I going to go follow on Instagram? And I think Abigail, something she said, which always brings me back down to earth is, you know, do, she's like, obviously I was born deaf and I'd rather just, you know, get that out in the open so mm-hmm. that we can move forward with it. But she's like, do I overshare in our first 30 seconds of meeting or do I wait and then miss the chance? Yeah, And when we used to have Justin Kendrick on the pod, he would talk about how bachelor dating is not normal dating. Yeah. You know, in real life, if you, you know, overshare, you're probably not getting your call back (laughs) where on the bachelor it's overshare or you go home, the opposite. And I always think about that when people come on is how you have to just like switch into overdrive. It's like operation warp speed dating. So when she said that, I was like, you know, good for you. And I am definitely charmed by her as well. The way she talks about, you know, her relationship with her sister and how Mm -hmm. she inspired her to kind of come forward and be honest off the bat. And I really liked her. I agree. It was sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I really like her too. And I was so glad. I saw people on Twitter talking about this too. But just seeing Matt give her the rose, I was just so relieved that it didn't go to someone dramatic or someone that, you know, 
had some gimmick that was annoying or something. You know, in past seasons, people that get the first impression rose aren't always, like, necessarily the favorite. Um, so I thought it was just so cute. Like, they had a genuine conversation. They kissed. And then he's like, BRB. And when I got the rose. And it was like, all right, isn't that how it usually should go? Like, we're seeing what you're seeing. And there's not any, like, petty pettiness or fakeness so far. Um, so I think it's a good sign for the season, maybe. I know. I'm always like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The teaser at the end of the episode and it's all tears it's all fighting it's drama we have some familiar faces come back you know uh something that I wrote down from that teaser at the end is they bring in more women later in that season they tease that and I love it I'm all for the chaos (laughs) I am so annoying I can hear myself being like I love the sincerity real people (laughs) like it humanizes them and then in 10 seconds later I'm like chaos bring it on but, you know, the quote from the teaser that someone refers to the new women as random ass hoes. And I'm like, I, my day to day life would not appreciate that language. But as someone watching this show, I am so, so excited for the new group of women to come in. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree with you, though, about like wanting the sincerity. But I think we talked about this with Tasha season two, like, as long as the lead and like our favorite one or two people are having sincere moments, like anything else in the background can just be chaos and be crazy because, you know, that's how people are going to be if they're forced to live in a house together. So I think like the simultaneous like sincerity and chaos is going to be is going to work. And so hopefully that's what happens. But I'm just curious to see how they justify bringing in more women. Like, what is the what is the point of it? Are they just going to be like, guess what? Here's more women. Like, at least for Tasha, it was kind of like, you came in late, so let's make up for the time that you lost kind of thing, I guess. Um, but this is might just be like, surprise, you girls aren't good enough. Here's new. Here's a new batch. And they they tease it up like they've been there a couple weeks. They're like, we've no, gotten to know him for a couple weeks. Which, if you have no cell phone, no access to the outside world, all you do is dwell on this man. Yeah. I'm sure you're like <laughs> very connected to him. And I'm just like, damn, what would that do to my psyche? Like you said, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, like spices up the TV episode. But when you're there, you're like, oh, am I not good enough? Like, did Matt say something to the producers? I would be a total head case about that. Yeah, there has to be a reason, but at this point, I can't think of literally anything that would, <laughs> that would justify it. It might just be for more chaos. And then I'm really confused about um, the Heather, the girl from Colton mm-hmm. season. So they show in the trailer that Heather, I forget her last, Heather Martin, I think, from Colton Underwood season comes on. And she was the one, I don't know if you watched Colton season, but she had never been kissed. And then her first kiss was with Colton. She was cute. I think she's like best friends with Hannah Brown, but I'm confused why are they bringing her on? And it seemed like in the preview, like her and Matt know each other because he was like, Heather. And since she's friends with Hannah Brown, I'm sure they've hung out. So that makes zero sense to me. Literally zero sense. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts about it. I'm on the same page with <laughs> not making sense. And the way they tease it in the like trailer at the end is so awkward. It's like her awkwardly getting out of the car in front of like a security gate. Mm-hmm. And Chris Harrison is like, Heather, what are you doing here? As if he doesn't know what's going on. Right. But I'm with you. It's like we watch you guys interact on social media. You obviously have 
are like one degree of separation away from each other. I'm sure you know each other. If you wanted to date him, hello, don't you have like access to this man in real life? Like why would you throw yourself into the situation? And again, I know it's for TV. If you're rolling your eyes at me, like, I get it. it's for TV. It doesn't need to make sense. I'm just like, again, I want to believe in this show the best that I can. Yeah. And when they do you know, stunty things like bringing Heather back. I'm like, what's the point? You could not convince me. And she seems like a nice girl. It's not like she's a villain or she's going to bring up all this chaos. Like, she's too nice for that. So I don't get it at all. Yeah, I hope there's some type of explanation. Like, I almost wish it's like they talked for like two weeks before he came on to be The Bachelor. But also, I feel like we would have heard that like if they were anything I'm sure like us weekly would have had it as a headline but yeah I'm trying to think like it could be something like on Caitlin Bristow's season they brought on Nick Vial because they had talked for a little bit before she came became the bachelorette but like I don't see that really happening I'm just kind of coming up with reasons as to why they would do this like anything that would make it seem worth it I don't know I really don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm watching I'm like okay guys I always try to go spoiler free and it's Uh just so hard because if you don't do the spoilers, like unless you're watching with like old people who like aren't on (laughs) social media, like everyone knows the spoilers. Yeah. Um, You know, I try to only read a little bit, but you know, I read the spoilers. I'm like, okay, but it seems like this season is a little more tight lipped than in the past. And I'm upset about it. I know yeah I'm with you I need to do the spoilers like no matter what I'm just like it's enjoyable either way so I'm like all right might as well just read them and know what's coming sort of thing um and I just can't not do it but yeah it feels like reality Steve doesn't really know much about this season which I mean it's interesting I wonder if it's because they're in a different location. Maybe there's a different crew. Like, I still have no idea how he gets spoilers in the first place of things that, like, only crew members would know. I have no idea how he knows that. But, yeah, it's interesting how this season, it's like, I tried to find as much as I could, and it was barely anything. It's tough. The other thing about this season that I think is caught me a little off guard is they didn't reference Tyler C. at all Yeah, in this episode. We had two hours of Tyler C. free television. And I think that circles back to how I feel about, you know, not making him the first Black Bachelor, his identity, not making Tyler C.'s best friend his identity. It was, like, good on them for letting him have the spotlight. But as someone who enjoys seeing Tyler C. (laughs) on my television screen, I was like, what the hell? Like, we don't get any footage of them, you know, dancing around their house, like, getting LASIK together. Like, all those moments that they share and we see on social, I was kind of, surprised that we didn't even get like a little nugget of it yeah I agree and it was kind of like as obviously we know everything about the show and all the people on it and their friends and everything but if someone didn't know who Matt was they didn't do a good job of introducing him they were kind of just like Chris Harrison in the beginning was like oh he has never been on the show before but when we met Matt we knew he needed to be the bachelor and it's like how did you meet like where did he come from obviously we know this information but I don't think, you know, everyone does. It was kind of odd how they didn't explain. And they didn't even say, like, oh, he was supposed to be on Claire's season. It was just like, nope. 
here okay, he is. Now that you say all that in hindsight, I'm like, that was really strange. But again, I know those things. Right. But it's like, yeah, it's like, wait, where did you meet? In the history of the show, it, there's a pattern of, you know, contestant doesn't win, becomes the next lead in the following season. And knowing what we know, it does kind of that one. If you didn't know what we knew, it sounds like, where'd you meet him? Like, is it some, you know, producer's nephew? Like, yeah. who is this man? Where did he come from? Um, yeah, I almost wish they gave us a little more explanation. Um, but, you know, again, first episode, they're sorting it out. Hopefully some of that nervous energy, mm. he finds his little swagger in the spotlight. Because um, I really enjoyed the moments where he was, like, laughing and not nervous. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I thought it was cute that he kept, I'll keep saying, I thought it was cute when he did this and did that. But honestly, it was cute that he kept describing his emotions of like, okay, I was really nervous then. So I sounded awkward. But now I'm like relaxing more. So I'm enjoying it. And it's kind of just like, all right, that makes sense. That's how I would be as well. So I thought that was cute. I'm hoping maybe <laughs> going back to Tyler C, hopefully like, he makes a cameo later on the season, but at the same time, you know they would use that in the promos a million times, so maybe not, but that's a huge loss on their part if they don't do that. I know, I'm curious, but then I think, like, uh, during peak season when they brought Hannah Brown back, and it was like, obviously they had a relationship, it's a little different than Taylor <laughs> but it turned into, like, Hannah's episode. Yeah. Um, and on my little soapbox, Fox preaching here but I wonder like you know if I had the spotlight and it was my friend's turn I'd be like no this is your journey yeah like you do it um but I, don't know, I think Bachelor Nation is owed a little Tyler C time <laughs> on their television and I hope he makes an appearance because you know what what do we have to lose we're stuck in our home still like a little taste just give us a little treat a little Tyler C is a treat yeah agree even if it's like Matt calls him on FaceTime and is like I'm nervous and he's like don't be and he's like all right thanks Tyler C my best friend and that's it <laughs> I'll take I'll take whatever I can get yeah no that'd be sweet that'd be sweet I'm excited for the season like I said two hours I'm the first to complain about it mm-hmm. um but I think last night I really did enjoy you know some of the storylines you know, seeing a more diverse cast. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, I want to watch that show and treat it like, you know, when I go to, like, out in public, if I'm at a bar or a party, like, that's what it looks like to me. Like, the world is so yeah. diverse. And I really did appreciate seeing that on the screen last night. And I hope it continues. Um, I think it sets a precedent. Like, okay, you guys have done it. You didn't check a box. You've just elevated your standard moving forward. Um, so I hope, you know, the season delivers. We all love to shit on, you know, Pete's season. Uh, rest in peace. No, he's not dead. But rest in peace his relationship to Kelly. Um, yeah. Which we all kind of end over the last few weeks. Um, but it's like, I really like this guy. And I'm invested after one episode. Yeah. Yeah, me too. He seems extremely genuine. And everything he said about, you know, his past of not feeling ready for love or feel, feeling like he had to be perfect to fall in love. It's like all right, you sound like a really nice, logical guy. Like, you know, of course, it's the first episode, so everyone kind of sounds good the first episode. But I, you know, I have a feeling that he's going to pull through and that he'll be one of the favorite bachelors. Not like Peter, sadly. Not like Peter. Sorry, Peter, for always using you. Sadly. Sadly. You're in that title. Yeah, I think the only thing I'm hung up on is we kind of like close out this episode and like mm-hmm. inch closer to more of Matt's. But 
you know, he kept talking about how he's never really been in love and he has trouble being vulnerable. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, you know, if those are things you have issues with in your life, is national television the place to work them out? Yeah. That takes a special kind of courage or alcohol. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm damn, dude. And, you know, I talked to Tyler C. right when Matt got announced as The Bachelor and I was like, what can we expect? Yeah. And Tyler was like, I don't really know. I've never really seen that side of him. And I'm like, your best friend hasn't even seen this, like, kind of soft, intimate, yeah. romantic side of you. And you're going to go on national television to figure that out? I'm excited. Yeah, I already, yeah, I'm definitely predicting that he's going to get his heart broken, like, big time. Even if he does get engaged, you know, at the end of it, I think that he's going to go through a lot of emotional trauma sadly just because if he's never really been in love and this is a huge thing and it's on national television like he's gonna go through it but I hope that it ends up working out in the end of course I know we always want a happy ending we yeah want a taste of drama yeah but a happy like life's about balance um so I hope that season delivers I'm excited to watch it's a new year 2020s mm-hmm. in the past we're done with Claire we're yeah done with Dale like this is a fresh start and <laughs> so excited uh so make sure that you guys tune in all season with us we are live tuning the episodes we'll be recording the pod every monday so you can get a little recap of the episode we appreciate you listening definitely go like and subscribe so that you can get updates when we release a new episode and we'll talk to you guys next week